Hello everyone and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. My chronicle in the magazine this month is a chronicle of live streams. Live streamed concerts from Wigmore Hall. Do you mind if I read? Wigmore Hall is providing a great service, hosting concerts and live streaming them all over the world. They can be viewed for 30 days after the fact. These live streams are free, though the hall asks for donations, understandably. We're talking about the hall at 36 Wigmore Street in the Marleybone section of London. This is probably the most famous chamber hall or small hall in the world. It has 545 seats. From September 13th to December 22nd, Wigmore Hall is staging 100 concerts featuring more than 200 performers. Most of these performers are UK-born or UK-based, as the hall says. One of the purposes of the concerts is to get artists earning again. When rules permit, the concerts have an audience, though even then a limited socially distanced one, and all patrons wear masks. Mixed in with the 100 concerts are almost 30 lunchtime concerts arranged in association with BBC Radio 3. The thought of a midday concert puts me in mind of Dame Myra Hess and World War II. The great pianist organized midday concerts at the National Gallery throughout the war. In all, there were 1,698 of them, and Dame Myra played in 150 of them herself. They were good for morale. I do not say that a pandemic is the same as a war. I think we can all find similarities, however. Well, why don't we start off with some Myra Hess, Dame Myra playing Scarlatti. Thank you. 
beauty, grace, limpidity, order, sparkle. That was Myra Hess, and that was Domenico Scarlatti. We heard Dame Myra in a sonata in G by Scarlatti. Once more, I'm Jay Nordlinger of The New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, let us know. One recital in Wigmore Hall was given by a young cellist and a young pianist. She, the cellist, was from Russia, Anastasia Kobekina. He, the pianist, was from Georgia, Luka Okros. They played, among other things, the Rachmaninoff Sonata, the one sonata the Rachmaninoff wrote for cello, and piano, of course. In my chronicle, I say, The cello sonata is one of the best things Sergei Rachmaninoff ever wrote. His genius overflows in it. The slow movement, Andante, I often describe as great-hearted. Oh, great-hearted it is, and ingenious, and enrapturing. I don't have those young musicians for you, but I do have some established ones, Truls Mork and Jean-Yves Thibaudet. Let's hear them, and the music best of all.
from the Cello Sonata by Rachmaninoff, The Andante, played by Truls Mork, Cello, and Jean-Yves Thibaudet, Piano. The cellist is from Norway, the pianist from France. That is some of the best music of the whole Romantic period, and some of the best music ever, let's be frank. Also giving a cello recital in Wigmore Hall was Stephen Isserlis, the veteran Brit, along with his regular pianist, Connie Shee, who is from Canada. They played a wonderful program, which included several short pieces. I'll quote from my chronicle. I was so pleased to see this. It seems to me that concertizers eschew short pieces in favor of long ones. Therefore, a lot of good music gets skipped over. Yep. Some more reading. At the conclusion of the printed program, Isserlis said the following to an admiring audience. Okay, a very short encore for you. It would probably be more magical if I didn't say anything, but I know you would then spend the whole one minute asking yourself what it is. This is one of the most endearing things I've ever heard spoken from a concert stage. You want to know maybe the most endearing thing? It was uttered in this same period by Diana Damrau, the German soprano, in an online concert for the Metropolitan Opera. Looking into the camera, she made some remarks about music in a time of pandemic, finishing with, And now I'll stop talking, because I'm really not a talker. I'll love her forever for that, and for her general excellence. What Isserlis announced and then played with Ms. Shi was the slow movement of a cello and piano sonata by Henri Duparc. The composer wrote it when he was 19, and it is his only chamber work. We know Duparc for his songs, all 17 of them. The best known, possibly, is L'Invitation au Voyage, setting a poem by Baudelaire. I'm very glad to know about this cello sonata, and Isserlis was absolutely right. It would have been more magical to say nothing, and I would have spent the whole minute wondering. Well, actually it takes between two and three minutes. In any case, I don't have Isserlis and she for you, but I do have two others, Alain Meunier, cello, and Anne Le Bozec, piano.
we've heard the slow movement from the cello sonata of Henri Duparc, played by Alain Meunier and Anne Le Bozec. There have been piano recitals in Wigmore Hall, including one from Francesco Piemontesi, a Swiss. That's a funny-sounding noun, isn't it? A Swiss. I've heard him twice at the Salzburg Festival in Mozart concertos. I have hailed him. And his recital in The Wigmore Hall, or The Wigmore, as many Brits would say, was very fine indeed. He played two big works, the Schubert Sonata in G Major and the Sonata, the Soul Sonata in B Minor of Liszt. But he started with a work by Helmut Lachenmann related to Schubert. I mean the work is, not Lachenmann, as far as I know. Helmut Lachenmann was born in Stuttgart in 1935. His first published piece appeared in 1956 when he was 20. It is five variations on a theme by Franz Schubert. So what's the theme? An obscure piece, the waltz in C-sharp minor, D643. I say in my chronicle, the variations are a fine combination of intellect and charm. They also require some virtuosity. We will be able to hear Francesco Piemontesi another time, I hope. For now, in these Lachenmann variations, Herbert Schuch, a pianist born in Romania in 1979, who moved with his family to Germany when he was about 10. Five variations on a theme by Franz Schubert by Helmut Lachenmann.
Five Variations on a Theme by Franz Schubert by the 20-year-old Helmut Lachenmann. The pianist was Herbert Schuch. There was a clarinet recital in Wigmore Hall, played by Julian Bliss, along with the pianist James Bailieu. Bliss is a young Brit, Bailieu a young South African. I first reviewed the former when he was really young, in 2008, when he was 18. Who is the most accomplished teenage musician in the world, I wrote. There are several candidates, but you could make a very strong case for Julian Bliss. In my review, I provided a little color, you might say, in addition to music criticism. Julian Bliss cuts an interesting figure. On this occasion, he wore one of those solid black Mao shirts, as they all do, but he wore his untucked. He's a sturdy, pudgy fellow with a side-to-side walk, and when he talks, as he did charmingly to the audience, it is not with an Oxbridge accent. He may remind you of a jockey or a plumber's apprentice, and he is utterly winning. At Wigmore Hall, Bliss played a varied and wonderful program but I'd like to give you something not on the program just now. You will remember Encoda, the online sheet music repository, which has been a sponsor of our podcast. Well, one day, Julian Bliss was at Encoda's offices, and he did a little playing. He played a piece by Stravinsky, speedy, tricky, and brilliant. Lasts about a minute. The last of the three pieces for solo clarinet by Stravinsky, published in 1919. Our soloist, Julian Bliss.
Well, how about another short piece? This one lasts about two minutes. It is by Shostakovich, but was discovered only three years ago. Yes, a new piece, in a way, by Shostakovich. He wrote it in 1931 on a single page, just scribbled it. The piece is for viola and piano, and it's called simply Impromptu. You'll like it, I feel sure. Impromptu by Dmitry Shostakovich, written in 1931. Our players were Matthew Lippmann, viola, and Henry Kramer, piano. This little piece, this recent pleasant discovery, was played as an encore in Wigmore Hall by Lawrence Power and Hugh Watkins. How about a voice recital? James Gilchrist, tenor, and Anna Tilbrook, piano. They're British, and they performed a song cycle composed expressly for them by a fellow Brit, Jonathan Dove. He was born in 1959. His work is Under Altered Skies, and altered is spelled A-L-T-E-R apostrophe D. I will quote from my chronicle. His texts are from Tennyson, in memoriam A.H.H., the poem that Tennyson wrote in honor and memory of Arthur Henry Hallam, his dear friend and the fiancé of his sister, who died in 1833 at 22. Tennyson named his first son after him. Hallam Tennyson became the second governor-general of Australia in 1903. In memoriam A.H.H. is ripe for music. Dove's cycle is in seven sections, 
seven songs. And the words of the first begin thus. Fair ship that from the Italian shore sailest the placid ocean plains with my lost Arthur's loved remains. Spread thy full wings and waft him o'er. The music here is so, so English. Also, British composers have been writing about the sea for hundreds of years, and writing well, haven't they? Furthermore, what is it about British music with its sad, not sad quality? I often use an oxymoron in reference to British music. Happy melancholy. They are masters at it. Well, there's more to say and more to hear, but let's hear that first song of the cycle, performed in a commercial recording by Gilchrist and Tilbrook.
the first song from the song cycle Under Altered Skies by Jonathan Dove. The tenor was James Gilchrist, the pianist Anna Tilbrook. Well, I should say goodbye. I'm going to discuss Fatma Saeed another day. She's a young soprano from Egypt. Yes, Egypt. How many times have I said that, young soprano from Egypt? Never before. Anyway, I'll have more to say about her later. She sang a recital in Wigmore Hall, accompanied by the pianist Joseph Middleton. A delicious, superb recital it was. One paragraph from my review, please. She sang one encore, that immortal number by Kern and Fields, The Way You Look Tonight. That a young woman from Egypt so enjoys singing this hit from Swing Time, a Rogers Astaire flick, touches my American heart. We'll talk about American. Here is Art Tatum, the great pianist, the singular pianist, treating that great song the way you look tonight. See you later, and thank you, Art. <laughs>